From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Michael Lessing, the president and COO of Lessing's Hospitality Group. Michael, thank you so much for being here today. It's my pleasure, Abby. Great to be here. Let's begin. Being a longstanding family business, you grew up watching the hospitality industry change and your relatives adapting to it. How did watching your family members operate the business and adapt to industry changes influence your leadership style? Well, coming from a, a sixth-generation family in in the business, starting in 1890, you know, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, growing up in the in the business. My father and uncle both were the in charge of the the fourth generation, and you know, so I, I watched their styles and how they they grew the company over their term. I think I, I take a little bit of both uh, my father and and my uncle. As far as you know, I don't have as big a personality as my uncle Jack did, but um, you know, but being sociable, being out out in the world, networking, enjoying being with people, and, and enjoying looking for you know new opportunities, whether they're in an area that we're currently operating or or venturing into new opportunities. And my father, you know, uh, was an economist, taught economics for 25 years. And, you know, I, I was able to learn a lot of, um, from the analytical side and understanding of the financial side of the business. So I think, you know, my style kind of comes from, you know, the two of them and, and how they, they did their respective roles. Michael, hospitality is arguably the most fluid industry, and the most successful projects and people in hospitality tend to prioritize fluidity and flexibility, too. For a society constantly looking for the next new thing, how are you able to seamlessly adapt to consumer demand, and what are some of the recent examples of this? Well, you know, I would say just the way we've evolved the company is is one thing as far as flexibility. You know, the company began as coffee shops and luncheonettes, in the lower Manhattan area. We grew it into, as I said before, in, into a, a restaurant group. We later grew uh, into the catering and special event world, um, and then uh, on into franchise and, and, and so on. Um, each of our divisions are very unique in, in how they evolve. I would say the catering side of the business and the special event um, have really grown with the popularity of Pinterest and, and the like, you know, where, you know, uh, on the catering front where we do a lot of weddings um, the brides you know see these new ideas online and they're they're trying to copy them or create new ones uh, and, and we've evolved our food stations in that way and how we basically do everything across that division uh, on the restaurant side you know there, there's constant um, changes in in co- uh, consumer tastes and styles you know the craft beer you know that was a, a big thing of you know a 10 years ago or so, and we, we were actually one of the first ones to go and create our own brand. And we created uh, what we call Lessing's Local Ale. Uh, and then we moved on to Lessing's uh, uh, Local Blonde. And then in, in Christmas time, we, we, we had uh, Local Cheer. So, you know, those are things that, you know, as the craft beer came on, and it's still very, very active today, and we, we still have those brands going strong, um, and we serve them across our units. 
that was that was one I you know one way that we've evolved. You know, other things that have helped us evolve uh, is ghost kitchens. You know, we got involved in that. You know, where we were able to utilize kitchens in different ways, and we came up with a brand called Lucky Cluckers, uh, chicken brand uh, that we were able to produce out of some of our other kitchens and deliver. A, a, you know, into wider areas than just one unit could have done. Uh, so those are those are a few ways that we've kind of moved with the the creative side of business. The pandemic has made ghost kitchens ever more popular. Can you tell me a little bit more about Lucky Cluckers? Lucky Cluckers, yes, it's a it's a chicken brand that we've created. Um, we've been able to put it into you know several of our units. You know, so a place like you know the post office cafe for instance is is known you know for their menu but at the same place we can cook lucky cluckers that will hit you know another area you know the ghost kitchen came out of the really kind of out of the pandemic and and the huge influx of delivery and the way you know people changed you know the delivery model and how that became you know a huge part of the restaurant side of the business and lucky cluckers you know, again we were able to produce a different product. So if you were looking for something different or maybe your your spouse or or you know one of your friends, you know, wanted a hamburger and you wanted chicken, this was giving you a way to order two things. And for us, we were producing it out of one kitchen, you know, saving labor and so on. Um, and just broadening our our customer base. Being a sixth generation company, Lessings has seen a lot from multiple wars to natural disasters, a pandemic and now a labor shortage. Lessings has consistently made it out on the other side. How has out-of-the-box thinking and creative strategies made that possible? And what does that look like now, given the current landscape? Well, it, it was interesting. Um, you know, when the pandemic first hit us, you know, one of the, the team members came up to me and said, you know, we were talking about how to talk about the pandemic. And they said, well, you know, this is the worst the worst thing the company's ever been through. And I had to kind of stop them. I said, yeah, you really can't say that. I said, you know, being born in 1890 and, and living through World War One, Two, the Great Depression, um, the Great Recession, Sandy, uh, and, and now the pandemic, I said, I, you know, the Spanish flu, you name it, you know, we we've survived through all of it. I said, I think what we can say is that this is the worst of our time, mm-hmm. and hopefully, this is the worst that we'll face in our time. But as far as how we we kind of managed our way through it, we got involved in emergency feeding. Uh, you know, the New York area was you know the first into uh, the, the the pandemic um, and hit the hardest. Whereas the the Florida market, you know, was a a little bit later uh, coming online. We got involved in, in emergency food uh, food programs. Get food in New York. We we rented warehouse space and and we were doing thirty thousand meals a day. I'm sorry, 30,000 meals a week, you know, in to help, you know, people that were really suffering through the pandemic. We wound up taking that model and shipping the same shelf-stable boxes down to Florida on tractor trailers to help the, the community of Palm Beach County, working closely with Living Hungry, you know, a local organization there that that really helped. And, and we, we've been uh, sending several, you know, uh, tractor trailer loads down uh, with this shelf stable box so that that was definitely um you know one way that we worked we were able to get people back to work during the pandemic and we were able to help out our, our local communities as well as we round out our discussion today what role does creativity play in remaining competitive in today's landscape well you know one one thing we've done with the creativity is we've actually tried to tap a lot of our 
our younger generation that that are working and operating and managing a lot of our properties. And we created uh, a committee called the Strategic Development Initiative. And really, when we put that group together, and it's about um, 15 people, and we've taken them from all walks of life within our own company, we had several people come in um, and basically tell us what they see you know, um, and how they can help us, you know, improve what we do, how we do it, um, you know, and use their creative juices as a team. And I tell you, it's been hugely successful for us. So, you know, we're trying to, you know, move the company. Again, the company's 130 years old, but we want to act as if we're, you know, five years old in, in our creativity. And by tapping this group of individuals, they're the ones that are running our restaurants. They're the ones in our catering groups, on the sales teams, in the food service divisions. And I said, they've done a fantastic job at, you know, keeping us, you know, with the, the latest technology um, and the latest thought process as to what's important to this next generation and how do we you know retain them and acquire new talent and keep them um, keep them happy uh, which will keep the company you know flourishing for for many generations to come exactly that's what it's all about you might be 100 years old but if you keep on acting like you're 5 years old you'll always stay fresh always stay creative 100% you've been listening to invest insights Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.